Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. And thanks for joining us this week for the Sunday School lesson. I know some of you may have been uh, wondering yesterday. Uh, we, we usually do it on a Wednesday. But uh, due to the International Holy Convocation, um, we weren't both available. So we are putting the Sunday School lesson out today for Sunday, August the 6th of 2023 and this is out of the Union Gospel Press Sunday School series so those of you that um, are watching that I met at the conference uh, again we usually come on live on Wednesdays at 5 Eastern Standard all right we are in the book of St. Matthew's Gospel this week chapter number 18 and 21 so those of you that do not have a Sunday school book. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and grab your Bible, invite somebody, even tag somebody, share this post. But by all means, uh, we hope that you'll follow this week's Sunday school lesson. All right, so I am uh, going to go ahead and give the lesson over. This week's title is a very important t- uh, title. This one is Forgiving One Another. This is a huge subject for life. This is something, if you haven't had to forgive somebody today, probably you will on tomorrow. This lesson is going to help you because this is the way the world works. All right, so with that, I'm going to give the lesson over into the hands of our instructor, Elder Daniel Simpson. Let's go ahead and receive him. All right, God bless you. Yes, praise the Lord, everyone. We want to thank God for this opportunity, as usual. It's always always an honor and a privilege to... You know, stand before God's people and gleam into His rich word. This is the awesome plan of salvation that God has given us. And in this lesson, it's very important because this is forgiveness within the body of Christ. And in the world, too. People need to learn how to forgive, period. You can't live without having the ability to forgive. This is going to bless your life. Yes. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you. Thank you for all things, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity. And also, Lord, thank you for the power of forgiveness as we go through this lesson. Our forgiveness is very important, especially for the body of Christ, those that are in the beloved, so there won't be any schisms and cliques and all of this stuff. So we have to forgive one another because offenses will come. So in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, Dr. Simpson, we are in... St. Matthew's Gospel. Lesson number 10. Lesson number 10. Time to order new books. All right. That's Matthew's chapter 18, verse 21. And it reads like this. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft should my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Then Peter threw an answer up there. Till seven times seven. So we know the word forgiveness means this. It means pardon in offense or offender. So the one who's offending you, you you pardon them. As when a person does not demand payment for a debt. Sin against me. I won't take a payment. I'll forgive you. So this is what it says in Luke. 
chapter 17, verse 1, 3, and 4. I'm reading the New Living Translation, Dr. Seppi. You can jump in anytime. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, forgiveness, I, I do want to say forgiveness, you know, that word is huge. And that's a word that um, I, I, I would say that that's probably one of the hardest things in life to do. It may not be right, but it's true. It's one of the hardest things in life to do because anything that requires forgiveness means there has been a tremendous offense. Yes. I mean, some things you're going to shrug off. So everything someone does that you don't agree with does not require or would not be better if you um, forgave. But there are some things that need forgiveness because if not, it will linger. So this is probably one of the hardest things, and we'll find out why. Well, this is what it says in Luke chapter 17, verse 1. It says, this is Jesus talking. He said, there will always be temptation to sin, offense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm reading the New Living Translation Study Bible. He says, um, but what, so- what sorrows mm-hmm. or woe awaits the person who does the temptation okay then verse 3 says okay well let's talk about that Mm -hmm. so that's um if you want to talk about this the person that commits the temptation right yes so that's the offender right yes so luke says this it says it is possible but that offenses will come right but woe unto that but woe unto him through whom they come. So again, my question was that when he speaks of woe unto the one, he's speaking about the offender. Yeah, the okay. one who's bringing the sin. Or oh, the one that's hurting you. the other person. Yes. You want to look at it like that because we do things that offend people and maybe it doesn't seem to be a big deal to us. You know, you know, I was just joking or really wasn't that serious, but the scripture is saying, woe to the one that brings offense. Mm-hmm. So it's not measuring what a person, the, the offender's opinion of it is. The point was you brought an offense. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead. So it goes on and says, and we in Luke chapter 17, it goes on and says, in verse three, it says, so watch yourself. Right. If another believer or brother sin, rebuke that person. Then, if there is repentance, forgive. So you, so you got to watch yourself. Make sure you ain't the one giving offense. Yeah, well, you have but to if, check yourself. That's yes, what he's saying. Yes. But if that person sin against you, take him to the side, rebuke him mildly. You know, let him know. Right. And if he repent, see. Well, here let's talk about rebuke. Let's talk about rebuke. So when you pull a person over, you can rebuke them. You don't go, that doesn't mean, you know, let me get you straight. Let me just tell you something. You need to know something about me. That's not what he's saying in rebuke. So in the word rebuke, when you pull them over, the word rebuke actually means to stop or to bring to a halt. And so some people only know how to do it, you know, fight fire with fire. Some people only know how to do it. You know, you cut me, I'm going to cut you back. You know, that's going to halt it. But there is a way to bring it to a halt yes, that's, that's, without pouring fire on, without pouring fuel on fire. Yeah, that's the Old Testament law. 
tooth for tooth, eye for eye, but under grace, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you're a little bit something different. Mm-hmm. So it says, take heed to yourself. If if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, forgive him. So if if they um, if you say something to them, this is the part where this is. I mean, this is like you can read through this and say, oh, okay, well we know the steps to go through. Pull them to the side, rebuke them, and then you know, and, and then you take them to the side, and then you're in your emotions or you're in your feelings, or the offense is getting the best of you, and you may say things that now offend them, right? Well, so you can say things. You agree? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta take a mediator, well, somebody no, who can, who can, who can, you know. Somebody that can be objective and stand yes. in the middle. But yes. that's only after you've tried to talk to them yourself. Yes. So I'm saying when you make that first initial attempt, when he says rebuke them, he's not saying you're wrong and you no. know you're wrong. You know the blood is against you. The devil is a liar. He's, he's saying, listen, the thing that, I mean, it would be more like, you know, what, you, what you're saying, I know you probably don't mean to hurt me but it's kind of troubling the way that you said it or your tone or the way that you're approaching me or you know in a way that's kind of diplomatic but people aren't always diplomatic in their rebuke there are sometimes you know I'm gonna I have to take charge because of who I am and let them know you know because I can't have people talking to me and doing things to me like this. That's a little bit private. Well, we're supposed to, yeah, we're supposed to do it in the spirit of love. Yeah, there's a certain tone and there's yes. a, an approach. Yes, if we mature in Christ, we mature in the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to do it in the spirit of love. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on to say in verse 4, we're still in Luke, even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turn again and ask forgiveness, mm-hmm. you must yeah. Okay, so that sounds absurd. You know, seven <laughs> times in one day. Well, let yeah. me tell you, I believe that this yes. can be a possibility. Yes. You know, the reason why is because I I believe that when you think about something someone has done for you, done to you, you can get offended all over again. Of course. You could. I mean, you could have just talked to them, and then you'll sit back and say, "I can't believe that." They, you know what? Just the idea that they would talk to me, just the idea that they would do something like that. And and you're not realizing you're being offended all over again. Well, when those thoughts come, you still have to work within yourself to forgive them. You've already had the conversation. Maybe they maybe they've done this before on another day, some other time, and here they come again and you know, but every t- it's possible that you can go through a whole day angry, sulking, salty, bitter, frustrated over something somebody did to you. You can have a bad day all day long, and that person's out at the carnival having a good time out at the beach and having a wonderful time. And all day long, this thing's playing over in your head. So over and over and over, it's possible to be offended without the person even being there physically saying or doing anything to you right so if that happens now it's incumbent upon you 
to think about it and say, we've had this conversation or we've talked or I believe this, you know, it has happened. It's behind us now. Let us just go forward. And you may have to really work on yourself for a while. It just depends on what the offense is. I mean, some people will wait. They'll be offended until you come back and apologize. And you may not ever come back and apologize. Hey, praise the Lord, Victor. Um, Victor Josie. Um, God, God bless you. But there may be times when a person comes back and does things, you know, to you again. But there may not. You may be just thinking about it in your head. You know what? That person, they know better than to do me like that. I would never do anything like that to them. You're offended. It's going over and over. And so now you have to work you got to work it out in yourself. Yeah, you got to release it. That's what forgiveness is. You pardon the offender. Is it that easy, though? We, well, we, we, the next verse is going to help us out. I verse see. 22 of the lesson says this. Jesus said unto him, okay. I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Jesus is teaching. 70 times seven. Yes. Jesus is teaching limitless readiness to forgive from your heart. Okay, but my it says from your from heart. heart yes. Okay, but the offense is in the heart, and sometimes things yes. get down in the heart. Okay. And the, only God can get it yes. out. This is what it says in Romans. But the love of God mm-hmm. is shed abroad in our heart by the, by Holy, the Holy, Holy Spirit. That's the reason why God or Christ is expecting his church mm-hmm. to forgive because we have the Holy Spirit. So, in other words, in Romans chapter 5, right? Okay. So, in Romans chapter 5. This is oh the power God. of the Holy Ghost that's going to give us the power That's to what forget. I'm trying to get to. Exactly what I'm yes. trying to get to. This is where the Bible says the love of God is shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Oh, there it is. Verse number 5. So, Romans 5 and 5. It says, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So that tells you there is power in the Holy Ghost. It is the age of grace. Yeah, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, is love. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, it's incomplete without, you know, say, well, I have these and I don't have those. You're incomplete without the whole, everything that he mentions there in Galatians. But, you know, that is part of the power. So, you know, sometimes, and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, sometimes it is a challenge. Of course. And we need to be honest and normalize that if you're battling and don't lie to yourself and say, oh, no, I'm good. I forgave them. And then every time you hear their voice or you see them or it comes back to mind, something rises up in you. Go ahead, Miss. That's not the hope. Okay. Well, it, it may not, but it's still you're human and you're learning to master your feelings. You're learning to master your emotions and you're learning to master this battle that the enemy doesn't want you to forgive. So he's going to speak in your ear. He's going to twist those thumb screws. He's going to play it over and over. And so it's by the power of the Holy Ghost that you'll be able to forgive. That's why I say it's for the world too to forgive because if you're not forgiving, then you're not free. But the bigger part of that is if you're not forgiving, that person is controlling you. That thing is controlling you because every time it comes to mind, 
you go from a good day to a bad day. You go from a smile to a quandary. You go from laughter to, you know, sitting back with your arms folded. And before you know it, somebody's looking at you from across the room. Hey, praise the Lord, Loretta, Karen, Elder Kunta, God bless you. You're sitting back and you're angry and you don't even realize that person, like I said, can be somewhere else. But the thought will come back and the well, enemy will fight you with it. Well, when you when you forgive, you give it up. Well, you, yeah. You, that's the, you pardon the offense. That's the power of the Holy Ghost that we have working in us. Okay. See, everything we do, we do, we've been enabled by the Spirit of Christ. Right. So, forgive, and it will be forgiven us. We have to forgive. So We want our Heavenly Father to forgive us as we go through this lesson. And that's true. Okay. And we agree. Okay. We know it. But when it's going on and you are in your feelings or you're in the throes of anger, this is where I'm trying to get to because when those times and those seasons come, you can say, well, I, I just got to forgive because if I don't forgive, God's not going to forgive me. And that's true too. But it doesn't stop you always, all the time doesn't stop you from feeling what you're feeling. So what I'm trying to get to with that is, you know, don't let them have that control. Think about it. You know, now, you know, they got a grip on me. They they are messing up my day. These thoughts are, are dragging me. Yes, yes. This is a hard thing sometimes. And especially what they have done. And the impact that it has on you for the rest of your life. Let's say that it takes a loved one away from you. Right? That is hard. Every time, especially on their birthdays, holidays, different seasons. It's going to be. That's the power of God working in us. So, what about the people that are not perfected to that? Well, He's able to perfect that with the with within you you have to but it's a, it's a daily work until you sometimes you just have to just release it through forgiveness when the enemy brings those thoughts to your mind you gotta say I done forgave him mm-hmm. I done forgave her of that offense mm-hmm. tell the devil don't bring that mess to me anymore okay so then, I, then, then, then uh, tomorrow, you know, I think about it again. Keep, and order. keep fighting until that enemy so release you. You have because you have forgiven him. I had to do it. We all had to do it. Jesus said, "Offenses is going to come." That's why I, I read in Luke. It set the foundation of this lesson. He told us, "Offenses is going to come. People's going to offend you because they're in their sinful nature and they're working through the flesh." Right, right. But you working through the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so there's a question. God bless you, Karen. The question is, can you describe or explain how would this scripture work out in one's life to overcome in unforgiveness? What is the daily work? What you said in the Lord's Prayer. Okay. And we ask us to you pray. You want to go there? 17? Is that you're speaking of? The oh, prayer. okay. The, the model prayer. prayer. Yeah, the model prayer. Okay. He said, he said, forgive my transgression as I forgive those who transgress against me. Okay. We have to pray every day. Can I tell you, I have to pray deeper than that. I mean, it yeah, may yes, be you, easier you, than yeah. for some than others. Sometimes I have to say, Lord, don't let it be so that this thing is still plaguing me. Yes. This thing is still digging under my nails. 
that my heart is still broken. You know, I, I maybe maybe something that somebody did just changed my life forever. And I'm struggling with that because every time I think about what I could have had or where I could have been, had it not been for what that person has done, then there's a battle all over yes. again. And this could go on for years and years and decades because of what it has done to my life. So sometimes I have to dig deeper. Well, I just have to forgive them because that's what the word. Yes, that is very true. But sometimes I'd say, oh Lord, this thing, I need your help. Get this out of my spirit. I'm suffering with this unforgiveness. This is damaging me. It's keeping me from trusting and it's keeping me from moving forward. And it's a distraction from many things that I should or could be doing. It's all right for you to protect your heart like that. Yeah. But he's giving you a solution in this lesson. As we go through through this lesson, we're going to see. Because now he's going to teach, in verse 23, he's going to teach a parable. You promise promise this is going to help? Yes. Because I'm not going to forgive you if I don't feel better after this. You're going to forgive me. I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to lay hands on you back. And, and it's okay, then we'll forgive each other and keep on going and grow in the Lord. All right, so here we go. So verse number, that was 22, right? Yeah, 23. Okay, so now verse number 23, let me read it. It says, therefore, um, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And 24, and when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which had owed 10,000 talents. So this is a very, very powerful illustration of what it's like to hold. Now, granted, this is powerful, and it's good to know what you look like in the eyes of God, right? See, see, when... Like it start off. Mm-hmm. This king. Bless you, Tony. This king is coming, mm-hmm. and he's going through his his account books, and he find one who owe him ten thousand talents. Okay, so it's like you know what? He owe this a lot. guy never paid me, and and you he know what? A That's a whole lot of change. That yeah. I could be doing a lot with that. All right. So then, in this lesson. He's using this as an example yeah. because perhaps you can feel it. And yes. again, this is a situation that can be an ongoing problem. And this is Jesus teaching. Okay. So he's reckoned, so reckon is to compute, and now he wants to settle an account with this individual who owe him 10,000 talents. Okay. And that's an insurmountable debt equivalent to millions of dollars. So this, Okay, so today it would be like an obscene amount of money. Yeah. It's like... You owe me so much money. That you can't pay it. You know, I, until I could really, there are so many things I could do with all the money that you owe me, and you don't even have the ability. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what am I going to do? This is what the lesson is trying to show us. Um, the power in a person and the ability to for, to forgive. Yes. But then he's going to show us both sides. And most of you already know the story. Okay, verse 25. 25, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold. Okay, well, you know, and that's what they did in those days. According to the law of Moses. According to the law of Moses. He was supposed to be sold. He was supposed to be sold. And then so he was supposed to become a slave. Right? That's when when you're sold, you belong to somebody else, so it's kind of like you're sold into slavery. Let me me read it. Okay. I wrote it down. It's in Leviticus chapter 25, 
25 and 1. I'm reading out the New Living Translation Study Bible. 25 and 1. Leviticus 25 and 1. 39, 40, and 43. I'm going to read a few verses. Okay? Okay. It said, if one of your fellow Israelites fall into poverty, mm-hmm. can't pay, so now he's in the poverty, he's in debt. Yes. And is forced to sell himself to you, do not treat him as a slave. Treat him instead as a hired worker or as a temporary resident who lives with you, and he will serve you only until the year of Jubilee. Okay. So, thank God, in the law of Moses, he only could work for six years, and the year, seven year, year of Jubilee, he was free. Okay, I understand Okay, that. okay, but this is, but we're going to get in the lesson why this is important. And then verse 41, and at that time, he and his children would no longer be obligated to you. They would be returned to their clan and go back to their land originally allotted to their ancestors that's in the year of jubilee show your reverence to god by treating them by not treating them harshly now that's the point that i was trying so, to get to yeah so the law of moses um had them go into the servitude if they couldn't pay their debts but look at all so the that kindness. was bad enough yeah that was bad enough but look <laughs> at the kindness that the law of moses had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, here and then too, I think you can find that that was Leviticus. I think you can find it also in Numbers 21, mm-hmm. where he tells you, even if that was the law, that they had to be sold because they were indebted. That was, you know, your way of getting your repayment. And but he he puts a clause in there and a caveat, but you have to treat them with right. dignity. Yeah, respect. Yeah. You can't just treat them any kind of a way because God is concerned, even if that is the way of making things right, he's still concerned. Now, that's just like the Ten Commandments. The first four are your relationship between you and God. The last six are your relationship man with man because God knows, you know, if a person is going to come after you with their emotions, their feelings. It can be pretty brutal. It can be pretty harsh, unforgiving. It, it, it can be a very difficult thing to endure. If you're coming after them with your natural, just like David, he said, you know, after he had numbered the people and God asked him, what do you want, David? I got to judge you. So what do you want? You can either be pursued by your enemies or you, what, what was the other one? Or I can judge you, or I can put you over into the hand of your, I forgot. You can be pursued for three days by your enemies, or I can give you over to the hands of your enemies to judge you, or I can judge you. And what did David say? He put his, his life in God's hands because of his mercy. Yes. And so God is saying that, you know, man, the scripture says, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Sometimes people get angry at things that were done to them and they go after that person if they don't go after them to physically harm them they have every intention on making that person's life miserable so that's why that particular part on it of it is not only make it right but more importantly the way that you treat that person that is indebted to you yeah you gotta have some mercy on them as well and give them dignity and respect yes even in that all right, so that was verse number 27, 26, no, 25. 26. So now 26 says, the servant therefore fell down. Okay, so here's what happened um, in verse number 25. For as much as he had not to pay it, so he couldn't pay it, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had 
and and payment to be made. All right. Then 26 says, the servant fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience on me and I will repay it all. You yes, know, so I, you are right. Yes. So he did I reverence. Yes. And he acknowledged that he was in debt. Yes. But what is he asking for? Don't come after me the yeah. way that you're capable of coming yes. after me. Patience and I will repay. And I, so, I'll repay if so you just So when we forgive folks, we're supposed to have patience while the Holy Spirit worked this thing out. Absolutely. And perfect us in this. Now, that and that, and again, like I said, hey, you follow? So many times, so many times, um, you know, again, you, depending on what they did and how it's impacting, how it's changing your life, it may impact your whole family. It's like you got my whole family all caught up and tied up in this. So, I mean, people have had to get up and move because somebody put a threat out against their life. That affects everybody. Now they're all scared. They're traumatized. Just all kinds of ways that it can affect you. But God is showing us in this lesson that you want mercy. You're, you're seeing him in his passion now. He worshiped the man. And he said, please be patient. He said, and I will pay you everything. And I believe he was, I believe he meant what he was saying there. He owed a lot. He owed millions and millions I, of dollars. And, and I, <laughs> so, right. And so. I believe he meant it. I'm going to do everything to pay it off, but please don't do what you have the right or what you could do. But this is what I like in, in verse 27, mm-hmm. because he's lamenting before a merciful Lord. Yeah. A righteous king. See, and that's the thing, too. So the heart had, of the person yes. that he's appealing to. And, and when they asked us to forgive them, it's because we have God's righteousness in us. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You might and be in a going, moment of anger, yeah. passion, unforgiveness. Uh, we got to have his righteousness. We're every, supposed to. Every day he impute Christ's righteousness to us. We are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And we and the we scripture are. stands true, but do we act like that all the time? So I'm just saying. Well, we, you know. <laughs> we that are mature in the faith. Well, but we got to grow up too. Yes. So verse 27 says this. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion, loosed him, and forgave him the debt. Yeah, his heart was touched. Yeah, the compassion means this, Dr. Simpson. Compassion is love from the heart, mm-hmm. and it was accompanied with mercy. So he, he, when he worshiped him, he really pulled on the king heart. You know what? He was touched. You yes. know what? You really, yes, and the, you re- thank you God. really touched me deeply. And yes. you know what? I am going to, I'm going to honor your words. I'm going to believe you. Yes. I am going to trust you. I feel you, in other words. Yes. Our Heavenly I Father is so you. merciful and kind. Well, God is, well, you know yes. what? And, and God is. <laughs> yes. We can never tell the story on how kind God really yes. is. It's going to take eternity for us to see that. But we're talking about dealing with human beings. And that's what Je- Christ is ta- teaching in this lesson. So he's teaching here that this man had the power to forgive. He had a tender enough heart to say, you know what? I feel you. Okay. And that word forgiving, this means he omit. He put it away. Okay. Millions of yeah. dollars that he owed. Yeah. He, he was able to even it from his books. Right. Not to say, you know, if it wasn't this much, I would probably yeah. do it. But you know, even this, 
I'm going to do. So that shows yeah. you that it is humanly possible. Yes, because okay? God, because in depending this, on your heart. Yes, because in this parable, he got his book, you know, he got, he reckoned. Mm-hmm. So he got his account and called him in and we're going to settle this account. Yeah. But he forgave him. It's like he took an eraser and yeah. just blotted out. And he probably all... felt good. Well, he didn't blot out because you're going to pay this. He said he omitted it. He omitted forgave, it. He forgave. He omitted okay, it. Go, on, have a, <laughs> go off and have a good life, right? Yes. Go on and, and enjoy yourself. Have a good life. Be at peace. You know, Lord be with you. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, he is a merciful Savior. We, well, we, we, we're we talking about this man right That's right. Now. But okay. We, so but we're talking about this man right now had the capability Okay, 28. All right, verse 28. And the same servant, the one that went out, these people are crazy. He said, and the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, somebody on his same level. Now, this other one was the servant of the individual. Now, he found somebody that's on the same level as him. He'd just been forgiven by somebody that was over him. His Lord. Yeah. And so he goes out and finds somebody that's just as broke as him. And in the same struggle, and he says, you know what? You owe me. What is he saying? He found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. So this wasn't, what was the other one? How much was the other one? The other one was that he owed 10,000 talents. So this wasn't even a tenth of it. This was just a a, day's wage. I wish we had got a day's wage. A day's wage. This was just a day's wage. But that probably was more like a whole year or a few years. That was a lifetime. Yeah, that was a lifetime. That was. That he may not have ever been able. Okay, so you go out and find somebody else just as broke as you, same situation, on the same level, so you can relate to that individual because you both struggling to keep bread on the table and roof over your your head and plus you know you just got this blessing this tremendous blessing so you should be just happy whistling skipping you know on your way home and you're gonna find somebody else say you know what you owe me enough a whole day's wage and he laid hands on him and the bible says he took him by the throat this was just what was wrong with him he just completely forgot all the grace and mercy that he had but it showed what was in him I think it was indicative of what was in him so he took him by the throat he probably collared him up and and all kinds of fury and and, and anger and wrath and his nostrils were probably flaring and his voice and he was probably gritting his teeth and you know, threatening this man. And he said he took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe me. Pay me what you owe me. And then his fellow servant fell down, did the same thing he just did. So he knows what it's like not to be able to pay. And then somebody humbled themselves. They could say, you know, you know, I don't have it. You know, I don't have, we'll figure it out. But he fell down. And besought him, which meant that he, he, begged for, he begged him for a little more time and said, just give me, have patience, and I will, the same thing you just asked for, right? Verse number 30. And he would not. No, no, I'm not. And he went and cast him. And so then he took and had him arrested. Yes. So... Just completely, just, you know, it's almost amazing how awful people can be. And they've been blessed in such a tremendous measure. It's like you almost forgot how blessed you really are or where you would be if the Lord had not forgiven you. 
Um, I mean, you can think about it in a whole lot of ways financially. Listen, since I've been in this profession, I have found out there are many ways for your body to be destroyed, people to get sick. I mean, so blessings go far beyond money. I believe that money is the lowest form of wealth. I believe that it is the lowest and there are greater, the riches of peace and joy and good health and sound mind. I think those are more more yes, valuable. Yes. But there are so many ways I found out for people to be in um, a deficit and in a struggle that, you know, we don't even know all the things God has omitted. When you forgive somebody. From day to day. Yes. And God's forgiving you. He's telling that enemy, no, no. That's right. No, right. No. Because he could come after you with sickness. He can come after you with yes. mental um, oppression and but, all kinds but, of ways. Yes. So uh, this is why this is such a great plan of salvation. Yeah. And our part is to forgive so we can be forgiven. And once we are forgiven, that enemy has to stop. Okay, and then if you forgive, don't keep talking about it. Don't don't keep talking about it because you haven't forgiven if you keep talking about it. And don't say just like that time or, or I didn't have to forgive you or, you know, I didn't have to overlook that or I remember when you, you haven't forgiven. You're just like this guy right here that took the man by the throat. If you keep bringing it back up, right? You can't do that. That's not forgiveness. And, you know, you're having an argument over something. You said you forgave 15, 20 years ago. You know, people hold on to stuff. Okay, so if you don't forgive, you're going to be like what we're getting ready to read right now. All right? So verse number 29, and the fellow servant fell down. Verse 30. And he would not and wouldn't cast him in prison until he should pay the debt. Okay, 31 says, so when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry. You know, they were grieved. This is a hor- This is horrible. And it says, and came and told their Lord all that was done. Can you believe yeah, so this? So his co-workers, man, they his fellow were, servants, even they had more compassion. Yes. Their co-workers went to the boss and told their, the Lord what this other servant had did to the servant. After what you've done for him, I can't. Let me just tell you, sir. Uh, do you have a minute? Let me come in your office. Um, we just want to talk to you. We just saw the very one that you forgave, and he took somebody else and had. God bless you, Joyce, uh, sis, Lady Williams, and just threw him. You know, you didn't forgive, and so they went back because they were pricked in their hearts. They had compassion again. The capability, the human capability of being compassionate. But this guy didn't have it. So he's going to deserve what we're getting ready to read. So again, if you keep bringing things up, you keep throwing things in people's face, you keep talking about their past, you keep on going over um, their history, you have a problem. And you're the one that we're about to describe in verse number 32. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, Oh, thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, but thou, because des- thou desirest me, me. Yes. should not thou have had compassion on thy fellow servant? Okay, we'll go ahead. You want to read it? Yeah. So in Luke chapter 7, mm-hmm. verse 41. 
It said, and this is Jesus talking again about the sin debt. He said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. Mm -hmm. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. Mm -hmm. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Mm -hmm. This is how God just forgive us. Just frankly forgave us. You know, because Dr. Simpson, we owe a sin debt that we could not pay. And, and really, you know, the Bible says the spirit that is in us lusts to envy. So, you know, we're not perfected yet. And the capability of you going and doing something wrong that will offend God is always there. And always. if you give in to one spirit, believe me, another one has followed you right inside the door. You held the door open. They came in all these other distractions. Now you woke up a part of your flesh that's capable of being mean. And so now some other sin natures, envy, and all those things, they accompany one another. And that's why it's important for us to forgive. And that's why it's part of, of the Lord's Prayer, which is our daily our daily prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, forgive me my transgression. Uh, forgive those who trespass against me. As I forgive, I forgive my trans, or, or yes. forgive us our sins as we forgive yeah. those who sin against who us. Who sin yeah. against us. And that's why we have to do it. Because yeah. we want our Heavenly Father to forgive us when we mess up, slip up, or like you say, fall short, or say something he's supposed to, whatever their offense is. Yeah, and and I don't even, I think that he wants us to go even beyond that and not just do it, you know, if I don't forgive them, then I'm not going to be forgiven. Okay, I forgive, I forgive you. But you're doing this so you don't get in trouble. He even wants us to have that same compassion on them. I, I'll be sincere out of your heart. Yeah, have, and, have compassion on them. You don't want yeah. them... I mean, you know, we're in the business as being saved. We're in the business of seeing people evangelize, seeing people delivered from delivered. sin, seeing people brought out of corruption and all kinds of entanglements. So and why would we sit there and want them to be? And not only that, when they get saved, we want them to live a victorious life. Yeah. We want them to be, Where they're not struggling. Yeah, we want them to be victory, have victory over here in Zion. Mm-hmm. And, and and get over your meanness. I'm telling you, some people still, have, they're mean. They've been saved for a long time. I'm telling the truth. They've been saved a long time. But you, you, you watch. They are mean. And they say things and they do things. And God is even trying to root that out of us. He doesn't want that. Nature is what he's saying in here. That's why he's saying, should you not have had compassion... And compassion, I don't know if you looked it up, but compassion is where you are able to be touched. Compassion is where you want to see um, not just somebody, you know, forgiven, but you want to see good things and blessed things come upon you. So, in other words, he's saying the same compassion I gave you. You should have gave that same compassion to your fellow servant. And we see the example of his compassion. He was like, you know what? I am going to omit your debt. Yeah, he just that took it right compassion. off his books. I am taking it off. And isn't that wonderful? Don't worry about it anymore. Yeah, you get to heaven and your your record is clean. Well, you won't be getting to heaven if it's not, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm mean, just saying when the books is open and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and all of your sins been omitted because of the... Grace. And just be honest with yourself. Yes. Sometimes you have to realize because that of the power of the you blood. You needed Jesus. forgiveness. You needed that compassion. You needed for God to omit 
So the same compassion that God gave to you, he wants you to operate in that same spirit of love. I just demonstrated to you. I just demonstrated to you. Now just, all you have to do, don't worry about paying me back these millions. Just pass it forward. Just, you know, what do they say? Um, Pay it forward. Give it to the next person. Hey, praise the Lord. Um, William Jones, back again this week. God bless you. He says, should not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I pit, I had pity on thee. Exactly the way that I, because he was, he was like, I feel you. Let me just wipe this out. So Go same, on, enjoy, enjoy yeah. your life. So the same forgiveness, the same mercy, the same compassion that Christ has given us mm-hmm. and brought us into the beloved, mm-hmm. we're supposed to operate in that same But he mode. was so honoring. He was so honoring. He grabbed, he didn't just tell him, no, I don't forgive you. He grabbed him by the throat. Anger rose up him. His flesh, you know, took over. So in verse number 34, it says, and his Lord was wroth. His Lord was angry and delivered him to come on. This is where this is what happens when you insist on not forgiving. You keep bringing it up, you keep throwing it in their face, you keep going back, you keep being angry, you keep trying to turn people against them so they can feel as mad with them as you are. You keep doing this, but look at what he says in verse number 34 of Matthew chapter number 18. It said, and his Lord was wroth, meaning he was angry, and delivered him to the tormentors. He didn't just put him in the hands of, you know, well, you're going to have to, you know, work some labor. He said tormentors. I am going to allow people. You can be tormented in so many ways. Well, you can be tormented psychologically, physically, financially, yes. emotionally. He said, I'm turning you over to the tormentors. Hey, Trent, God bless you. Love you. Here, here's a note I wrote. This is how God responds to anyone unwilling to forgive. Turn you over to the tormentors. You That's have, enough. Yeah, so we have, especially in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. as we work in, in this ministry, Building God's kingdom on the earth by converting mm-hmm. souls and teaching people how to live right, right, mm-hmm. and holy and be sanctified. Right. We have to operate in that mode. You have to operate in that same forgiveness yeah. and compassion. Because look at what he says. He said, I'm going to deliver you to be tormented until you pay it back. Yeah. Now, that was millions of dollars. Yeah, what does know, that mean? He's going to be tormented for, for years for and lifetime, years. Through our eternity. Not, not just in bondage, you are going to be tormented. That's horrible. All right, so the reason why some of the torment that comes upon us probably is because we didn't forgive. I'm not talking about with your mouth. I'm not talking about why I quote the scripture because if I don't forgive him, he won't forgive me. That's not even the kind of forgiveness that I want. Oh, if I don't forgive you, God's not going to forgive me, so I forgive you. That's not that. That doesn't make me. That doesn't do anything for me. But when you forgive me and say, you know what, I. I feel you. I have. Let me just show you that I do have compassion. Don't worry about what you owe me. That's real. Not just, oh, if I don't forgive you. Because that's what people do. They teach it. Well, if you don't forgive them, God's not going to forgive you. Will you please go deeper and tell them about the compassion and the demonstration by the way you treat them? You read the law, but it said about how to treat them with the same dignity and respect. You don't treat them yes. with any indifference. Yes. You're even, not short. Yeah, even even in the law, 
if that person had to sell himself to servitude because he was in debt, he was supposed to treat him with the utmost respect. Because people, what do they do? They get mad at you. Oh, you know what? You get one time to make me mad. That's it. They cut you off. They unfriend you. They quit calling you. They quit speaking to you. That's not forgiveness. And this is what I like to say in verse 35. Right? Yes, of the lesson. Mm -hmm. so this is what Jesus is saying. So, so likewise, mm -hmm. shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. See, so if you forgive. If ye from your heart, heart forgive not. Not from your mouth. From your heart. If you from your heart forgive not, every one of his brother, every one his brother, their transgressors. Yes. So stop cutting yourself off. Stop saying I don't have nothing to do with them no more. Or, you know, you know, I am done. Me and you are, it's over. Or uh, I'm not going to be extending any kindness to you. We don't need the fellowship ever again. I'm not saying that you need to go ahead and make a, a lunch date and go out to a lunch with them, but I am saying that from your heart, compassion, where you genuinely have gotten to the place where you're not feeling any kind of anger, wrath, nothing rises up up in your heart, and you're still in the back of your mind saying, yeah, but you know what, they, they did some low down stuff to me. Forgive them, let it go. This is what it says in Matthew chapter six. Okay. I'll read a few verses, Dr. Okay. Simpson. As we end this, mm -hmm. it says, If you forgive those who sin against you, Regina. Mm -hmm. your Heavenly Father will forgive you. Mm -hmm. But if you refuse to forgive others, mm -hmm. your Father will not forgive your sins. And that is awful because the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Now, you're going back to the tormentors. You're going back to being given over to tormentors. So there are some things that we do not have to suffer yeah. if we forget. Well, you know, Dr. Simpson, if, right. if, if we go through this life and we arm our mind that what Jesus said, offensive, they're going to come. You, you just be prepared just that be this prepared. is just the, it's as much a part of life as, yes. you know, rising up in the morning and, yes. you know, yeah. And... Part of our spiritual character with the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. is to forgive the love of God from our heart as our Father does the same with us. And they may, you know, it doesn't mean that they'll change the way that they do you. You And so that will be a case where you have to keep on forgiving them. You know, okay, well, I just forgave you for all of that stuff that you did. I forgave you. I really genuinely did. Well, and showed you love and dignity. I and think, here you come with some more different mess. I think the key is is when you forgive and you pray for them fervently. And they probably just go and leave you alone, go somewhere else. Or they may come and say, hey, I'm sorry. Maybe at some point. Let's yeah, just say yeah. that maybe but, at some point the, they really will but the key thing, start treating you Yeah, but the right. key thing is to forgive and prayer. And God is faithful and just. He will hear our prayers. He will answer our prayers. And God can heal people's hearts. Yeah, because people are suffering. So a lot of healing needs yes. to take place. Especially in this generation with a lot of things going on with, like they say, mental illness. So, well, I mean, people have been through all kinds of terrible things, even at a young age. There's a lot of abuse going on. There's yes. a lot of abandonment going on. A lot of betrayal is going on. I mean, people are nastier and meaner now that you don't even know than I've ever seen on the face of the earth. So this is forgiving one 
and others. And uh, again, like I say, sometimes it may be something that you can do. It may be easier than others, but sometimes things are in your heart that only God can get out. And you go to God, please don't let this thing live in me. It yes. will kill me. Oh, well, he's faithful and just, and he would, you know, he would work a work in us. Amen. All right, well, that is our lesson. Hey, God bless you, and thank you for joining us. Now, remember, yep, we're going to close out. Now, remember, um, we usually come on Wednesdays with a Sunday school lesson at uh, Wednesdays at 5 Eastern time live so you can give your comments. And when you come on, give your comments, ask your questions, make your statements, share, um, so that we can go through this together. This is a, a growing um, process and we grow with one another's help. Now on Mondays, we are in the Revelation Challenge. We have gone all the way through, I've gone all the way through Revelation. I start chapter number 22 on Monday. Let me just tell you, it was clearly and emphatically given to me to go back into verse number one and talk about and dig into what is this, what does it really mean for him to be the first and the last, he that is, was, and is to come. Let's get into that so we can get the gist of the worship that he wants us to have out of that. But Monday will be in chapter 22. All right, with that, God bless you and thank you for joining us. Elder, you're going to pray us out? Yes. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God Mm -hmm. and his Father. To him be glory, dominion, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. I pray. You enjoyed the Sunday School lesson, and hopefully you'll have a wonderful Sunday School lesson on Sunday. We'll see you on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. God bless. In Jesus' name is my prayer.